Welcome to episode number five of the Yellow Jacket Experience. I'm joined by AIC men's track and field athlete Carson Guidon. Carson, how are you doing today, my man? Hey, Seth. I'm doing pretty good, man. How are you doing? Doing fantastic. Now, you're back home, you told me, in, uh, in Oklahoma. When did, you, uh, when did you get back to, uh, back to Oklahoma? Oh, I left, um, I left Springfield the Saturday after, uh, after um, before Thanksgiving. And um, I just drove straight home. Just kept on going. That's a that's a heck of a ride, isn't it? It's got to be like what is? I think it was like sixteen hundred miles. I looked up, looked it up. Yeah, it's it was about it it, it was about seventeen, seventeen hundred miles. Oh, geez. Took about took about twenty eight hours, man. But it was it was worth it to finally get home and able to relax and see my family again. Yeah, definitely. Uh, for anybody who doesn't live near to AIC I'm sure you've got to be happy to see your family and since you're in Stillwater let's talk a little bit about that um you know that's the home of Oklahoma State University uh so how much did you attend sporting events at Oklahoma State growing up how did that influence your athletic career oh um it was a lot you know Oklahoma State football is still um that's my number one that's my favorite team um I mean basketball wrestling um, we never hosted any track events here, unfortunately, but um, definitely, definitely seeing um, college sports in action, especially at a, the Division One level, really, um, really made me want to be a part of that. Now, you said that they don't, they didn't host any track events. So, how did you get into doing track and field? Um, honestly, just um, in eighth grade, I started throwing discus and uh, just kind of fell in love with it. It was. It was definitely one of my, um, it was a sport that just kind of seemed right for me. And I noticed that uh, there weren't too many kids doing it and we didn't have a whole lot of people on the team. So I thought I'd, you know, stick through it and see where it took me. Well, that makes sense. And it's an opportunity, certainly. Were yeah. there any other sports that you played when you were, when you were younger that you liked? I mean, you said you went to a lot of football and basketball and wrestling matches. I mean, yeah, I played um, I played a little bit of football. I only played for about two years. Um, it really wasn't my thing. Um, you know, I, I I swam when I was you know younger, swam a lot. You know, played soccer when I was a kid, but you know, like like everyone else, pretty much. Um, but no, I mean, tracks tracks the sport I've stuck with the longest for now, and I've really been enjoying it. So we've, we've already kind of discussed like your, the distance that you had to travel. How does a kid from Stillwater, Oklahoma end up in Springfield, Massachusetts? Like what, what was the point of contact with coach Mayo? Oh, that's a, that's a pretty funny story. Um, my, uh, my dad is actually from Jersey. Oh, okay. And um, his father had a uh, vacation house in Chester and his next door neighbor. And I don't know if you know this man, but was a, um, Dr. Rich, Dr. Rich Holtzman. Okay, the name is familiar. Yeah, he um he was the dean of the uh, I believe he was the dean of the graduate school here for a few years. Yeah. And um he was his next door neighbor. Oh wow. Yeah, so um pretty uh you know, pretty pretty slim chance of me running into this school, but we found it. And, and so so it wasn't even Coach Mayo at all initially. It was mm -hmm. it was not dean initially no. And did he put you in contact with, with Coach Mayo and once he found out you were a 
Yeah. Um, once, once I got, once I got accepted, um, I, I was talking with coach and, um, he's talking about, you know, we need some, we need some throwers and how we just, uh, and how like, you know, you'd be a great member to the team. And I just showed up first day of practice, been there ever since. Just, just serendipity then completely mm -hmm. by accident. Yep. And, and here you are having been now going into your fourth year with the team. Um, I think a lot of people maybe don't understand training for track. I think people, and especially people who think of like the runners, it's just, Oh, you just must go out and run obviously different for you as a thrower, but can you maybe take us through what a typical practice session looks like for you um, in terms of how you prepare yourself for a meet? Um, yeah. So basically for practice, we, um, it's, it's a lot of exercising, um, you know, a lot of, a lot of drills, a lot of, you know, just circuit exercises, um, a lot of explosive type stuff, a lot of plyometrics and jumping. Um, and really it's just, um, it's a lot of getting into shape. You know, these, um, you know, just cause you know, you only spend a few seconds in the circle doesn't mean that, you know, these, that you're, you know, not a great athlete or anything like that. There's a lot of, um, so it's a lot of technique. It's a very slow process, throwing, getting better, you know, fixing, fixing things, um, you know, finding out where you need to do, like where you're struggling in the throws can really um, kind of dictate what you're doing for, for your training. Like, so if you're finished, if you're having problems finishing at the end of the circle or at the end of the throw, like, you know, you can do more, um, you, know, you got to do more drills for stopping or, you know, you got to, you got to focus on your balance. So you stay in the circle at the end. And it's just, it's just so many different factors that I feel like nobody else really sees. Um, but I really would compare it to just about anything, you know, it's, um, it's just like, it's just like pitching, you know, in baseball, like, you know, you just, you do it over and over again and just kind of all you do. It's funny that you say that because I was just about to say it's got to be like a pitcher, you know, instead of just going in the weight room and trying to get stronger to be better. A lot of times it's about the mechanics and about the the flow of things, not necessarily just physical strength, but but technique. So so it's, it's an apt comparison. It's like you read my mind. Scary place to be. I'll tell you that. <laughs> You're going into your senior year, if I'm remembering rightly. Um, do you have any particular goals for for yourself in addition to whatever goals you that the uh, the team might have as a whole? Um, you know, I I want to PR all the time. That's always a goal. Um, I definitely want to throw with, with a certain caliber where I feel like, you know, I I have no regrets in in any season. I want to throw to a point where I can be happy with it. You know, maybe score some points, you know, maybe, maybe break a record here. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, the goals, like, unfortunately with track, like the goals are kind of, you know, they're, they're kind of just there. You know, it's like, it's like the goal is like the next thing to do. It's like the goal is to throw further, to run faster, jump higher. Right. But it's like, it really just kind of, you know, it's, it's a very like scientific sport. So it seems like your next step is already is, is right in front of you almost all the time. And you just got to go up there and take it. And that, and that makes sense. It's not, 
it's not like hockey where, you know, everybody, you're dependent on everybody else. I and mean, when you're in, in that circle throwing, it's just what you do. Yep. So it, do you feel like that that makes it harder or easier? Like, because on the one hand, you know, you're, you have no help, quote unquote, but on the other hand, you're, you're totally in control. Yeah, I mean that's um, you know, that's a double-edged sword. Um, some days you uh, you know you can really carry yourself, and maybe the team didn't do that great at that meet, but that uh, that doesn't happen too often. So um, um, you know, like being being dependent on yourself has really like changed. Um, it's changed sports for me mentally a lot because it's like, well, you know, I have this team, you know, all these great athletes, and um, I, obviously I want them to do as best as they can. But at the end of the day. Um, the only person who's going to make me do better is myself. So, so there's definitely kind of a, kind of a distance between like the throwers and like a lot of the other guys, you know, a, a lot of them don't really understand it. I don't understand running too much, but, um, we definitely all, um, we definitely all know what we need to be doing, working towards, um, working towards a better, working towards a better season, especially for a lot of the guys on the team who are seniors this year. Um, who got robbed of that outdoor outdoor season last year? They've got a lot to prove and um, a lot to leave on the table. So we're definitely um, we're definitely all working towards towards you know changing our mental attitudes, working on working on like what we need to do and helping others if we can. So see, and, and it's interesting because in spite of the sort of individual nature of most of track and field will leave the relays out of it. It really, there really does seem to be a lot of camaraderie with this, with this team. It's a really tight knit group. And I mean, all teams at AIC are to a degree, it's kind of one of the hallmarks, but you guys especially seem to be really close as a team. Um, where do you think that that comes from? Is it the coaches, the, the captains, is it just the nature of the sport? Um, I definitely think it's a, uh, it's the way we have our practices set up. It's, um, Everyone, you know, kind of does the same stuff. We all do the same warm-up. Um, we are all here for the same reason. We are here to do the same thing, and we all know that. So I, I definitely think it, um, like, the camaraderie of the team is just kind of a given. Let's shift gears a little bit. Other than sports, what's something that you're really passionate about, something that you really love to do? Um... Something I love to do. It's a tough um, one. I mean, I, yeah, it, it is kind of like you said, like not sports. And I was just like, well, like, you know, I, I play disc golf a lot. Um, that's a sport. But, <laughs> you know, I mean, I like to hunt. You know, I, I, I'm, I'm fortunate enough to be able to hunt while I'm up at school and when I'm home. So that's always fun. Um, that's something I have a lot of passion for in terms of, you know, wildlife con conservation and. Um, makes sense yeah. from where you're, especially from where you're from. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's such a different culture down here, Seth. I, if, oh, you, ever, yeah. if you ever can, you got to come down here, get yourself a nice steak and mingle with some of the good people. So. And listen, I am always here for a nice steak. But, uh, <laughs> That, that is never going to be a problem for me. I will tell you that, my friend. Disc golf. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. That, I mean, 
is that you know you you obviously you do you you're a thrower is that yeah. just like a natural extension or how did you get into that i mean that's um yeah it it, it 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 really was kind of a natural extension like you know um like you know playing disc sports like disc golf ultimate frisbee um you know then discus like something that's so it's the perfect shape for a for a for a sport you know implement so definitely um it's definitely it, it it's definitely nice to see it fly um you know disc golf and, and discus throwing have a lot together because you know you're you know, you're in a box you know you have to throw it a certain way it's all about your technique you know, you've done it hundreds of times you just got to do it over again you know it might be different you know the wind or any conditions I definitely think um disc golf has really showed me a lot about about like how 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 conditions can affect a throw um definitely shows that the shape of the implement is very manipulated by the wind mm -hmm. um, but yeah that's uh that really kind of those things do kind of go hand in hand even though it might be kind of silly but it's still uh it still works pretty well it's a it's amazing in sports like how different things that don't seem like they would have anything to do with each other really can be super connected. You think about like, you know, I'm a hockey guy. So I think of hockey players playing, you know, with a soccer ball before a game. And, but it's really about, about the footwork, the hand-eye coordination and all that, that then translates. So it kind of makes sense that you would, you would want to be into something like that. Is it big down in uh, Oklahoma? I mean, I imagine with the weather being nicer year round than it is up here, you get more opportunities to do stuff like that. Uh, yeah, it's, um, you know, it's, it, it's pretty big down here. You know, there's Oklahoma is a really big state and there's a lot of open space. So um, it makes things like that really easy, you know, easy to set up. Like, you know, my town has like three or four different courses and it's a, you know, a town of 50,000. Oh, wow. But yeah. So, so you plenty of opportunity then. Yeah. And like 25,000 of those are, are OSU students. Oh, gee, that's right. I mean, that makes, yeah. that's, it's not like, unlike uh, Springfield, I mean, Springfield with, with, with AIC in Western New England and Springfield College, it probably gains an extra t 10 to 20,000 people all told mm -hmm. during the, uh, during the year. So that, but that's still, I mean, that's got, it's got to be awesome to have that opportunity. Speaking of college, um, you're not just here to throw things a long way. You know, you're, yeah. you're studying a criminal justice major, if I'm remembering right. That's correct. Um, what's that program been like for you now into your fourth year? And what do you want to do with your degree when you graduate? Um, well, I got to say the AIC criminal justice program is phenomenal. A lot of really good staff in there. Um, you know, Professor Payne, she works, you know, I'm sure you work close with her sometimes. Oh, yeah. Um, she's... They're um, just phenomenal professors like David Kosmetsky, a lot of experience, um, you know, just in the whole, in the whole staff. Um, but I, after I graduate, I'd like to go into the marshal service, be a, be a U.S. marshal, um, wherever they need me. So, right. you know, wherever, wherever that would be, if it's down here, if it's up there, out west, I mean, it so, doesn't really matter. Yeah, and... And it's not like there's not opportunity for that. I think you're, you might have gotten to AIC a little bit after she graduated, but our former softball captain, Sarah Calgreen, mm -hmm. is the U.S. Marshal for Connecticut. Yeah. So, I mean, 
have you had the opportunity to talk to alums who have gone through the criminal justice program, especially the former student athletes? Um, I talked to uh, John um, Gibbons. I believe that was his, um, yeah. I might be blanking on his name, but I, I don't know if he played any sports here, but but he, um, I, I, I got the opportunity to talk to him. Um, it was actually my, my freshman year got to talk to him and he really um he came by to do a to do a talking for the for the criminal justice school and um he just had a lot of really good things to say it seems like the marshal service is a has a pretty good track record and really get to use um really get to do a lot of good for good for the country yeah it's certainly it's certainly a uh the criminal justice program as a whole is one that's uh gotten a lot of people into a lot of different places mm -hmm. uh, so one question we ask everybody on this podcast, and it's always the last one, and it's simultaneously the easiest and hardest question, I think. Who, other than your parents, because that obviously is generally, everybody would answer that, other than your parents, who is somebody who's had a significant influence in your life? My junior year of high school, I had a, um, I met a thrower at OSU, and his name was uh, John Curian Carey, and he went by Curian. Yeah. And um, he was this, you know, this, this big white dude with like big long, you know, Sean White type hair, except it's, you know, blonde. He looks like, looked like Thor. I mean, big dude. <laughs> and, um, he actually showed me a lot about the discus. And then um, after we kind of became closer friends, we uh, he invited me to his Bible study, and we um, we just uh, we became really close at the circle, and then we became you know brothers at at the Bible study. And um, he really did have an impact on my life. He taught me a lot about how um, you know work you do as a as an individual reflects who you are as an individual. Um, he was a carpenter. He, um, you know, he built furniture. I just thought that was the coolest, coolest thing ever. Um, after he, you know, he graduated the same year I graduated high school, and he's doing um, like geothermal engineering now. Oh wow! I mean, I haven't, I haven't seen him or talked to him in a while, but, but he was just one of those guys that really had a big impact on my life, and you know, showed me a lot about the discus and just about a lot about like being a man and. Um, you know, doing what you need to doing what you need to do, and just um, you know how to have fun all around, good guy. But yeah, that was him. That's John John Curry and Carey. That's uh, eight two eight Woodworks. That's his uh, company. Sounds like a, a good person, especially at that age, to uh, get to uh, kind of work with and look up to, and mm. in a lot of different ways. So that's awesome. Um, yeah. Carson, thanks for coming on here today, doing this. Uh, a lot of fun. Oh, man, thanks for having me, sir. Appreciate it. Carson Guidon, our men's track and field team. Hopefully we'll get to see them compete at least to this spring. Watch, uh, watch Carson throw things a long way. Uh, and thanks once again for tuning in to the Yellow Jacket Experience.